Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the wrap party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here this week with Pastor Luis. Hi everyone. He continued our series, The Red Letters, where we're focusing on the teachings of Jesus. And today, Pastor Luis unpacked Jesus' statement, I am the good shepherd. Pastor Luis, why don't you remind us a little bit about what your message was for today? Uh, I focused um, this morning on talking about the true shepherd, uh, the strangers, and the fold. <clears throat> There's really the, the three mention uh, that stood out in this passage. So it was all about really centering on Jesus and, and this powerful statement that um, he knows his sheep. Uh, he is the gatekeeper. He's the door. And that he is the one who has called them by name to be part of his sheepfold. But they are also strangers who had gone before him and who will also come after him. And we should be aware and uh, uh, discerning regarding all these strangers. <clears throat> and also, um, I touched briefly on uh, what it means to be the fold and to form this uh, body and this um, group of people who are consecrated and are uh, following the shepherd. Yeah, great. Um, you started out talking about the stranger, and so I, I thought maybe we can kind of touch on these three uh, main points that you had, you know, the strangers, the shepherd, mm -hmm. and the flock. Um, but for the strangers, um, you talked about how it really is false teachers or yeah. false ideologies. Um, yeah. And it's really people who um, Jesus talks about their father being the devil. So he has this influence over them that's causing them to um, try to preach false gospel or um, try to influence the sheep negatively or for their own gain. Um, one of the things that we see today is maybe um, false religions, some of them who claim to be Christian. Yeah. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit um, about why it's important to understand the dangers of um, the strangers that are out there? Um, uh, the dangers about not being able to discern between the, the strangers and the shepherd. Well, I think the danger lies in uh, the effects of these false teachings. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jesus says uh, somewhere else, I don't remember when, in where in John, uh, that those um, wolves are dressed like mm -hmm. sheep. Right. And often you find, um, you know, false religions or uh, false teachers really being dressed as sheep, but mm -hmm. wolves on the inside. And it could be intentional or sometimes unintentional, but the... The big danger is to leave us empty and uh, really completely destroyed mm -hmm. and void of any life, void of any joy and peace. Um, so I think that's the real danger of following right. these false teachings. But I think it's so dangerous because it's sneaky. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very easy for us, even Christians, who are really being attached to the teaching of Jesus, to sometimes grab a teaching here, a teaching there, yeah. or an ideology, like you said, here and there, because they have claims. And their claim is like, I have a better life for you. Mm -hmm. Like the grass is greener on the other side. 
Uh, and if you start practicing this or thinking this, or if you start putting yourself at the center, often mm -hmm. I, th I find in the 21st century, the big lies you should be at the center of your story. Yeah, like right. believe in yourself, you know, be self-fulfilled. That's the main thing. And it's it's very deceptive because in in one way, like there's nothing inherently wrong by being take by taking care of yourself. Right. But when you become your own god and your own like um, religion, that's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you you mentioned that. Um, I'm going. I'm leading this study through Colossians, and one of the things the Apostle Paul points out um, is all of these external influences on the church in Colossians, and what they were doing was they were borrowing. Uh, quote truths from different religions or different mm -hmm. cultures or philosophies and and disguising it as Christianity so it really became a Jesus plus these other things sort sort of uh, religion and we see the same thing today like you said where we're people are borrowing from everywhere yeah. because it sounds good yeah. uh, but it's it's false goodness yeah. but we try to sometimes incorporate it in yeah. what we end up doing is creating our own religion yeah. that looks nothing like Christianity that's taught in the Bible that Jesus, the good shepherd, um, draws us to. Right. And I didn't go into this during the sermon. Um, and I want to be very respectful of our friends who are, you know, Catholic. Mm -hmm. And um, but there are some elements sometimes in Catholicism that really can be deceptive where mm -hmm. it's it, there's some elements of truth. But then when you lead people to pray to, you know, for the dead or uh, pray to specific saints, mm -hmm. and these are really false teachings, and they're, they can really lead you astray. They can right. push you to cling to the wrong things. Um, and so that's when the disciple of a sheep has to be so um, discerning of the one voice that they right. should follow. Same with Islam. Like in France, it was very prevalent, and uh, sometimes you, you, know, you hear of Christians trying to mix kind of things together, mm -hmm. and... Uh, oh yeah, but Jesus is a prophet. We agree to that Jesus is a prophet, but then yeah, but Jesus is very exclusive, right. and so, yeah. I know it's offensive, but there's just no other way than mm -hmm. through Jesus. And um, I think that the moment you start pushing Jesus aside as not the main thing, there's always like a, a grave danger. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always think about. Um, I had a, a mentor one time. He would he would explain it like this: is that Jesus is all inclusive in that anyone can come like he says whosoever believes um but then at the same time it's exclusive like jesus is the only way yeah. to the father and so yeah that's it's really good because he's both all inclusive yeah. and also exclusive at the same time and so anytime um someone may argue with me um, you mentioned in in your sermon how um some people find that when Jesus says, I am the way, the yeah. truth, the life, they find it offensive. Yeah. Like, who is he to say that? Yeah. Well, we know he's he's the son of God. Yeah. Um, but yes, while it's offensive, if you can maybe respond in saying, well, he's also all-inclusive. Mm, that's good, yeah. But it's it's a choice we have to make um, yes. to to trust him, to believe in him. Yes, yeah, I agree. That's uh, so good. Um, yeah, and I think that people can really be... Um, can be abrasive for some people, mm -hmm, yeah. but I think that's what Jesus is really getting at. Is like it should really move us to make a decision, um, and I think that's what Jesus was trying to do uh, with um, you know addressing the problems of the Pharisees and all that. Right. Yeah. So you talked about how um, there's the true shepherd and there's his flock, those who yeah. hear his voice, uh, and you talked about as you as you sort of unpacked it with um, I believe it was five different bullet points talking about uh, six or sorry. 
Yes, five, uh, talking about the true shepherd. You talked about how the first three, he calls the sheep by name, he knows them, and he guides them. This uh, informs us of the intimacy of relationship we can have. Um, Can you maybe talk about this intimacy a little bit and and how the truth of that intimacy, um, what it means for us today as we're we're following the good shepherd? Well, it's kind of hard to explain it in unless you experience it but mm-hmm. i think that um often people um can go on agreeing with jesus statement mm-hmm. but not experiencing the closeness that they can have with yeah. him you know and so it's very good to read the bible and agree with what jesus says and say you know i agree that you're my savior my lord but um jesus wouldn't use this analogy if it wasn't to push us to really be very close mm-hmm. Um, and I think often what prevents us from being intimate with him is we are, you know, we've withdrawing ourselves from his presence because of sin. And we feel like I don't I don't have a right to be so close. Right. But again, I said in the sermon, like we sheep stink. Mm-hmm. And so if we stink and Jesus is still calling us by name and knowing us and loving us and guiding us, he really wants us like he yeah. wants us very, very close. And uh, that can be done through prayer, meditation, um, worship. There's just so many avenues that we can use to be close to him. But at the end of the day, uh, I would say, I would venture to say that emotions up to a certain extent can be involved. Mm -hmm. You can feel the presence of God. Now, there might be days where you don't feel it, Mm -hmm. but often it's there. And when it's not there anymore, that's when we sense, oh, something's something's gone here. I need to get closer to him. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good sign. Um, and, and so I, I hope and pray that the listeners will be able to enter that relationship with Jesus where they can really share, open their hearts, tell, tell him what's going on, and uh, also invite the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. be that instrument to bring you into that um, sphere of intimacy because it's really done through the Spirit. You can't fabricate that. You know, you can't just put some cool vibe music and say oh i'm in, intimate with him mm-hmm. no it's really done through the spirits by drawing closer to him for prayer i know the scripture and all that yeah yeah um it, it's interesting um as you were talking I, I was reminded a little bit about what you what you said in your sermon how sheep stink yeah and you talked about this maybe the shame we could feel yeah. that would that would make us want to leave the fold yeah um and it was reminding me of uh, something I, I heard just the other day uh, someone was talking about the parable of um, the uh, the prodigal son, and how um, I mean, he in in this parable he got to a point where he was sleeping in the pig pen. Like he literally was stinking as well. And of course, you the, that metaphor is that because of our sin, we quote stink. Um, but in this in this parable of the prodigal son. Um, the question someone asked was, what sin did he commit that made him no longer be the son? Yeah. And the answer is nothing. Yeah. He was always the son. And I think in the same way, even if if we feel like we have to leave because of our, our, our stink and our mm-hmm. sin, or um, if we don't feel connected because of shame that's on us, we need to realize that we still are sheep. Yeah. And the good shepherd, he, he's calling us back yeah. Yeah. into the fold. Right, and you would never see a shepherd, you know, looking at his flock and like, oh, this one has a, a wound, uh, this one is limping, uh, this one stinks more than anyone else, and the shepherd is never going to, ah, I'm going to kick them out of a mm-hmm. sheepfold. No, he's just going to care for them. Yeah. He's going to 
minister to them in some ways. And I think we need to really embrace and receive that image as an encouragement for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, one last thing I kind of wanted to touch on with our time here. Um, when you were talking about the fold, you unpacked um, few a few things. Like there's one voice that we should listen to. There's one flock. There's one shepherd. And then one mission. I thought we could talk about the mission a little bit. Yeah. Because, of course, as Christians, we know the Great Commission. Yeah. And that's to make disciples. Um but in in regards to your message today, um, we could see the Great Commission as not just making disciples, but we can use the metaphor of mm-hmm. calling the sheep into the green pasture of yeah. salvation. And you mentioned in verse 16 where Jesus said, I must bring mm-hmm. these other sheep into the fold. Yeah. And so that's our Great Commission. We must also go yeah. and bring in sheep. So can, we, can you maybe... Talk a little bit about what that looks like for us practically as, as we are members of the church. Um, how do we help to bring sheep in? Right. And I wish I would have said this in, in the services, but uh, just also to give some context. Um, when Jesus says, uh, I must bring them also inside the sheepfold, he's really referring to the Gentiles. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, but I've, I, I don't think I mentioned it, but it's really like there are Gentiles who have not yet, you know, received me, I will want to bring them in, right. uh, which was very offensive for the Jews to hear. Mm-hmm. But like, what? Seriously? Like, you want us to mingle with his people? Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the image and the metaphor is still very powerful. Um, so to answer your question, um, you know, I think it's really by, if we, I think over the years, I have been through so many different churches and organizations, missionary organizations, uh, where uh, I don't think it, boils down to programs or mm-hmm. special out- outreaches, although that's really important, or activities or parachurch thing. I really think it boils down to our relationship with God. If we have Jesus as our shepherd and we listen to his voice, you don't have to force the evangelism that will happen. Right. The mission will happen automatically because you will stir questions. Right. People will be like, man, how do you... How do you love? How do you? How come you forgive that person? How come you don't swear as much as we do? How come you? You just always seem joyful, you know, even if things are not working out in your life. That's all. That is the result of a sheep having a really intimate relationship with a shepherd. And I found in my life when I live uh, close to Jesus, these things happen automatically. So I think that the church doesn't have to worry about these programs. Mm-hmm but um, more about its health in relationship with the shepherd and the rest will follow. But uh, we should also really be aware that it's very easy for a church to fall into a trap of um, uh, being a little bit too, um, you know, centered on themselves uh, as, as different groups are formed. And I think that the challenge is always to uh, think, uh, how can I include people into, uh, whether that's a service, a group, um, fellowship, whatever's happening, you know, it's so easy to think, oh, I'd, I'd love to have a Christian in my group because they're nice, right. <laughs> they're kind, you know, and it's easy to talk to them. But, you know, maybe someone who is on a journey can be part of that too. Um, so we have to remind ourselves that we don't exist just to feel good about ourselves. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Well, thanks for your time, Pastor Luis, yeah. and for the message. It was really powerful. Uh, for you guys listening, if you didn't get a chance to hear Pastor Luis's full message, give it a listen and and share it with somebody because 
the gospel message that he brings out, this this truth about Jesus, the true shepherd, the good shepherd, it really can change change lives. So we just hope that you would have a blessed week. But for today, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.